Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Lineup with Dave Prodan. I'm Dave Prodan, and this is episode 128. The penultimate stop on this year's Challenger Series, the Corona Sakurama Pro, will start on November 1st with an international field vying for five spots for the women and 10 spots for the men to qualify for the Elite Championship Tour in 2023. And while Australia's Macy Callahan is all but confirmed for next year's Elite Women's Championship Tour, we do have three of the men mathematically cemented to join or rejoin the world's best surfers in 2023 in Indonesia's Rio Waida, Italy's Leonardo Fioravante, and Australia's Ryan Callanan. The remaining four women's spots, assuming Miss Callahan locks hers down, and the remaining seven men's spots will be up for grabs across Sakurama next week and the final event in Haleiwa later in November. The Corona Sakurama Pro, running from November 1st through the 8th, will stream live at worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. All right, episode 128. Today's guest is someone who is actually a repeat guest on the lineup, his original episode airing way back in 2019. However, a lot has happened since then. He's gotten married, he's moved away from his hometown of San Clemente, but he continues to push the boundaries of high-performance surfing on all manner of craft, evolving and transcending into a new era of being a quote-unquote professional surfer and what that means. It was a pleasure to speak to him in person and reflect on how much has happened in the last couple of years and just talk about the state of surfing in general. Please enjoy the lineups conversation with California's Dane Godowskis. The good old clap, take one. That's right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I did. I wanted to be world champion. Hey, is there honesty involved in this podcast? Can we be honest? We can shut your fucking lips. And then I'll just say, put him up once, let's go. He's like, you look too pretty on the wave, get ugly. We can talk about DMT if you want. It's a here boxing. That works. One, two, it's on. Check. One, two. And are we, we're live now. Dave. We're live. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. To, we're back. Yes. It's only been three years. I know I had to, I had to look it up and I'm like I feel like we just did this the other day. It does feel like and, it was the other day. And um and it, it wasn't the other day. It was a while. You were you were part of the first round of episodes, but we're thrilled so to rad. have uh Chief Positive Vibe Warrior, co-chief alongside your brothers and your colleagues, Dan Godowskis. Welcome back to the lineup, man. And thank yes. you for inviting me into your uh beautiful home. Just before we started recording, we were talking about how different the circumstances are now. Yeah, it's um you know, in that three years, it's been a lot of evolution in the journey. Um, got married to my beautiful wife, Anna, which is really exciting. And Mazel tov. Yeah, it's just like, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, my brothers, everyone's doing good. There's new uh, family members in the, in the mix. Pat's had two kids. And um, it's just a really cool place to be here where, where we're out living now. And um, yeah, it's just, I mean, three years isn't that long, but I feel like it's just been such a transformative couple of years of self-exploration, new opportunities, and um, just a constant passion for surfing. I, I don't think it, that ever gets too far away from, from the heartbeat of it. I think it's, it's such a good starting off point, too, because three years shouldn't have been a long time, but there's been a global pandemic. There's been, like, obviously... <laughs> yeah. Cha major changes in your personal life and, and in a really positive way and um, for a lot of us. And 
it was just a completely different world. And so when I ran into you uh, last week at Lowers, and I know we talked about doing another podcast, I'm like, oh, it's it's past time. <laughs> like, there's enough to talk about. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. And, you know, for me, it's so cool. Like, I love that we got to connect at Lowers, too, because that's really just such a joining place, like, where people come together. And it's just like surfing anywhere. Like, you have kind of the tribe comes together. and But, yeah, it's, things have... Yeah, changed since last time. So yeah, I'm excited to catch up. But surfing's still at the forefront and still as inspired as ever. And yeah, I think the last time we talked, I um, I started by saying, "What is your day job?" You know, and <laughs> and you gave me this great answer. And and you know, I, you know, I ride for Vans. I've been riding for Vans for 17 years. They helped me transition from competitive surfing. You know, NSSA, QS, and then you've been on this different path and, and it's afforded you all these really cool opportunities. I know three years isn't a major time, but, but everyone's had to kind of navigate a, a, a very changing world, you yeah. know? And so if I had to ask you that question today, what is your day job? How, how would you answer? Um, I guess it's changed a bit. Um, still riding for vans and stuff and doing the surf, surf stuff. But, uh, last Two years, my brothers and I, we started Positive Warriors Softboards, which actually kind of stemmed from our Positive Warriors Foundation that was working with emerging surf communities and giving back to youth, community, uh, youth water safety programs. Mm. And we just kind of, through all that process, saw a need for a really durable softboard that could provide the access to the experience and kind of let people get out in the ocean and really enjoy it. So it's been a really fun kind of process learning business and production and marketing. And, you know, we've done that in different capacities with all the brands that we've worked with, whether it's Vans or Channel Islands or right, Rain right. or Hydroflask, but to have it your own and it's just me and my brothers. And, and so it's a really fun thing. You're accountable for, uh, you know, making progress and, and through some mistakes, sometimes you make a mistake and, and you learn and, and you just want to create really great stuff. And I feel really proud of where we're at with that. And the boards are awesome. They're getting people in the water and bringing people together in the ocean, which is essentially our whole goal. You know, whether it's with Channel Islands or Vans or anything, we just want to inspire people to get out and enjoy the ocean and, and share it with each other. You know, I think to me, that's the most meaningful contribution we can give is uh, just inspiring people to go go get it and respect it and appreciate it and love it you know, that's rad. And, and, you know, I'm trying to remember the timeline a little bit, but obviously you transitioned into, you know, free surfer, mm. you know, globe trotter, um, and just working on projects that were not like, I need to put a Jersey on and compete. Yeah. Um, and you were kind of the first one out of your brothers to do that. I think probably in that window between our last conversation and now Tanner officially retired from yeah. competitive surfing. I'm not sure about Pat, like you don't have to, you don't, <laughs> yeah, have, you don't have to answer for him, like, uh, yeah. but, but it does seem like all three of you have kind of moved into that space where it's like, we can get good waves at home. We can go into these other communities around the world and surf, but then do other projects as well. Yeah. Like, like work with our foundation. Yeah, it's, you know, I think at the end of the day, competition served as like the foundation mm. or in foundational inspiration to like progress. Right. Right. And, and coming and motivating you to want to go surf and get better with your brothers and this and that. And we went through the whole experience and the cycle and um, what it left us with. And I think all three of us is just a deeper love for surfing, mm. you know, like 
you get to a certain point and you just want to start peeling back the layers of the onion to, to really poke at the feeling that's inside, like the heartbeat of, of the organism, you know, like what, why are we doing this? Like we spend all this time practicing and right. dedicating our life to it, traveling around the world and putting this effort forth. But, but what is it and, and mm. what's so meaningful about it to you or it's a personal experience. You know, when I think about surfing, it's just such a personal experience, but yet one that can radiate and be shared like that energy is shared. But when you're surfing, it's just such a personal expression. So like, I agree. Like, I feel like, man, as the years go on, I just, to distill it just down to like space dust. Like I don't want to have any form to my approach. Mm. You know, I, I just want to be applying myself to all sorts of boards, all sorts of dimensions of surfing, um, you know, in different wave quality. But I mean, maybe I always laugh because I'm like, it's the final evolution just body surfing right, right it's, yeah. you the have most uh, elemental yeah right? because yeah. you have the but you but it's so complex too because you have contour in your chest and rocker and concave right. and you can adapt it in real time to the wave and and when you're swimming in the water column you can't really get more in tune with it right. and reading it and so i always laugh i'm like maybe that'll be my final thing but right. I, it's like i guess like non-attachment like the less, I don't need that much stuff anymore. Like I don't right. really need a whole bunch of dynamic shorties or this and that. It's like, I have a couple boards. I'm stoked. And yep. I just love surfing. And, and the, the journeys inward or the, like the challenges are all exist inside. Right. And I think my brothers are getting into that same capacity where it's just like, man, this is just fucking, we love surfing. And so who knows? It's like, it's, it's non-quantifiable, right, you know? Right. And so it's just, for me, I think competition surfing is such a great representation of the aspirations of, of something like someone walking on the moon. Like, that's freaking dope, dude. Mm. You've walked on the moon. That right, is insane. Right. Like, and when you're a kid looking at that, you think, oh, I have unlimited potential in my life. Mm. And so I think there's that element where pro surfing exists in that kind of ether where it's... Um, you know, you see the craziest stuff going on now and it makes you want to be your best version of yourself. Right. Even if it may not manifest in exactly actually same way. a yeah. world title. Sure. You know, it may come inward and this and that. So it's, it's cool. I don't know if I got, did I just get two guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm, that unlocks a lot of interesting discussion points too, because I, it, you said something very interesting the last time we recorded, which was, I'll paraphrase because I'm not going to get it exactly right. But <laughs> it was, you're like, we looked at the QS as like going to college and getting yeah. a college degree. And whether people compete or not, like, I, I love the way you talked about it because it was a, we're working on our fundamental foundation, right? And like, whatever you do in life, like the fundamentals are so important just to kind of understand and unlock like different parts of the activity, yeah. right? Um, and for some people, it's putting on a jersey and, and surfing to a criteria and, and having that kind of pull them in a way. For other people, maybe not. But once you had that, you're like, now I've got my college degree, I can do whatever I want with it. Um, and I just always love the way you thought of that too, because it wasn't a, like an either or, it was like, hey, this is all, we're all on a path, we're all on our own path and we're gonna end up in these spaces. But the body surfing thing makes me think of like, elder gods like the Molloy brothers <laughs> or Mike Stewart who are like, yeah, are, is this, these are like our Dalai Lama in a way, like they've well, ascended. So maybe they got it, you know, like, you know what I mean though? Like they have like such a, a high, like 
ocean wave riding knowledge. So yeah. when you look at people like that, that gravitate towards, again, like a minimalist approach in the sense of like, oh no, I've, this is how I ride waves now. And you're like, man, maybe you've, you, maybe you've reached another level, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's, it is interesting. And I, I think to each their own, you know, like sure. I, I feel like when I watched competition and when we were on the road in the QS and, and how you approach a 20 minute heat, you know, my nervous system just would just go crazy. Like sure. I was not calm. I wasn't able to, to perform under those circumstances. It just mm -hmm. wasn't working with me, but some people absolutely thrive. Right. And I go, wow, like my philosophy is just my philosophy, you know? And so I appreciate others who, who may revel in, in whatever platform they like and achieve that kind of state of mind. But for me, it just wasn't able to tap it in. And, but when I watch my brothers, man, sometimes Man, they were able to just hold the line under pressure, and it was just so fun to watch as a fan. Right. And so I really, I became in that process more of a fan of surfing because I was like, man, it's just so fun to watch guys because I know how much pressure they're under because I could, I've been in that experience. Yeah. But um, but you're right. Like, I don't know what's the end game of surfing. I just feel like surfing is freaking insane, and I love the beginning and I love the end, but I love that there is no beginning, there is no end because like people first steps into the ocean, it's like it's not, it's more than just riding the waves, you know, it's like such a deeper layer of sure. an access point to have conversations and, and overcome personal challenges. So it's kind of right. like, almost like in a way you, you, it's not quantified there. Like it's, it's measurable in terms of like, Hey, I rode six waves, but the experience right. was infinite. Yeah. And hopefully that spirit can go out through the rest of your surfing life. You know, right. you just don't want to get jaded. Like I see some people, if you measure your, your surfing, like inspiration to go, man, I can't do that cutback. Like I used to do it. Right. And so your motivation kind of falls away. Yeah. So how can you change the way you look at something to still be inspired about doing it? You know, but you're a young man, you're 36. Well, I don't, do you, I, do yeah, you not feel like is, you're, do you, I, do you well, this is a simple question. Do you think that your cutback today is the best it's ever been? I think it, it's as refined as it's ever been. There you go. <laughs> I'll say yes. I'll take a yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what's funny is that I do think I'm improving, and I I think it's like man, but in a way that's just different. Like I feel like I'm surfing so much cleaner on my rails, and mm -hmm. in ways that I want to approach and find speed, and it just gets me juiced up, man. Like yeah. when I look at a board and I look at a session, I'm just like, man, I want to go get it, like right. more than ever. And it's funny because if you look at the footage, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm banking a couple of three fives. Like I, if you try to like put a number to it, but sometimes, man, it feels so good. We're and, not putting any numbers to it, yeah. but I, there's a couple of things in there. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which way I want to ask them. Okay. We're going to go back to the point on, 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 we're going to pull on that thread just for a minute and then we're going to move on. You mentioned that surfing in 20 minute heat would like fry your central nervous system. You're like, <laughs> I can't do it. But at one point you were winning nationals and like smashing people. Right. Do you ever think about why, like in the sense of like, was I more clear minded? Like, was I just a different person? And not, not in the sense of like, how do I recapture that? But do you ever kind of step back and reflect and say, I understand why I wasn't getting fried at that age compared to now. And I, and not that I can go back to it, but I know why. Right. Do you ever think of that? Um, no, but I really had a lot of fun doing that too. I don't think f enjoyment is limited. I mean, there was, I guess the enjoyment was pushing myself to my limit and actually achieving a goal. Like, wow. Right, right. 
what an incredible experience um, to feel that challenge, to, to know that there's great surfers in the field um, who you, you may or may not think, you know, maybe, you know, I think there's, they're better than, you know, I think fundamentally sometimes you, there's just really good servers and sometimes you feel like the underdog right. in the approach. Yeah. Right. And when you overcome those circumstances and you put up a great performance, like that's a great feeling. Yeah. It's really like a, a massive just boost. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's not as like a round of an arc in terms of just enjoyment, but it's just a big shot of adrenaline when you win one of those things. So I guess that could probably be addicting. I guess it's like big wave surfing, right? you know, or, or say you're challenging yourself to a critical situation. Um, you know, what comes to mind is that some of those big swells in Fiji yeah, where, you know, it's just massive and you are nervous and, and, but also you have an underlying confidence that you can go for it and, make it something special and achieve your peak performance. And when you do, yeah, it's incredibly, incredibly satisfying. Yeah. But I think maybe that's just, you know, metaphor for life is just, just yeah. go for it. And, and then those moments of the process, you'll feel some great satisfaction. I love it. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get to my weird point. We'll be right back. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. So surfing generally and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll I'll generalize because I think it's true but I also don't want to stereotype everybody but it a lot of surfers and surfing community fancies itself as kind of progressive nonconformists like we're pirates and outlaws and outliers and you know you're Mickey Doras and all these people that are kind of on the fringe of society I was having drinks with someone I won't mention a couple weeks ago and they brought up 
the movie The Matrix. <laughs> and they go, well, how do you explain surfing? And I said, I don't really, I'm, I'm not super into The Matrix. But I said, if I had to guess, you know, if everything on this, in, if we're all in The Matrix and this is, a, everything's coded, then all the errant weird code would be the ocean. Like they don't know what that is. So that's like, it attracts kind of weird programs. We're all a little weird. It's all unpredictable. And spending all that time in like this very like non-gridded, non-program, non-controllable environment changes the way you think, you know, in a way that can be both good and bad. But I, 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 I said that and the person kind of like looked at me funny and went, I don't have an argument, but that's fair. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but kind of going back to your point, like it, it like surfing as, as a, as a pursuit, as an activity in a way is it, it is a meditation that allows you to kind of change the way you think about life. Yeah. And really surrendering to a higher power. I mean, mm -hmm. when you step into the ocean, um, the oceans, you know, you're not going to control it. You're not going to overcome it. You're not going to like beat it. You know, it's just like this incredible force of nature. And here we are, we get to ride these, these waves, uh, at their last little energy as it comes to shore. I mean, it's just phenomenal, but, um, yeah, you can't overpower it. So maybe there's something in that surrendering that you mm. kind of have to remain humble, right. <laughs> I think. And um, in that process, I don't know, maybe you just, I, do you think? I mean, humble, no, 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 staying I humble. I, if you, every surfer, no matter who you are, at some point in time, the ocean comes and teaches you a lesson. Oh, <laughs> right? it, 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 I'd say it's a good point. Like it is forced humility and it's like, it is a forced surrender to something bigger than you, right? And I, and you know, working at the WSL, like we, we often look at other sports as like models and like, how do they, you know, elevate superstars or whatever else. But the big point of difference in surfing is, is you could be the strongest, most talented, fastest, et cetera. And the swagger that you would have on an NBA court or an F NFL field, you're not going to have because the ocean's in charge. Like, so you're, you have the world's best surfers who have like a, a pretty high degree of humility because they're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not in charge. Yeah, which yeah. is really cool. Like, in a well, way. that's why I love sunset, and right. I love competing about <laughs> yeah. sunset because, man, you, you be on top of the world, and you're like, I only need a one or a two, and and some the ocean had a different you know idea in mind in that day, and just caught you inside, and you right. just broke your board, and now you got to swim to shore. <laughs> yes, so right. it it is so fun, and surfing is so unique like that, and I think it brings out just a, a strong. You got to be strong. You got to be athletic. You got to be in tune with nature. It's such a natural force. And right. I mean, what other sport provides that where it may be in the mountains, but you got to be just not yeah. as dynamic though. Like yeah. you'd be in the mountain. You, I think the mountains is probably the closest comp, right? Or cause it's like this silent beast. You ever Absolutely. stand on a big mountain, you go, there's something powerful cooking course, in here. Yeah. And, yeah. but I don't know exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. No yeah. And at least it's not moving. Like, yeah. moving. <laughs> like but yeah. the ocean's crazy. And so, yeah. And I think to your point, like how lucky are we to be surfers? Cause like if you have those demands to actually pursue it at a high level, like, man, you have to be in such good shape and, and it motivates you to stay healthy and eat healthy and right. get good rest and make good decisions in your life. And so I think it, it's, it's, it's unique, you know, do you consider yourself a spiritual or religious person? Um, well, I just feel like connected to everything and for sure, in a spiritual sense, yeah, it's just beautiful to to feel that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. But I think 
what the ocean does is really provide that opportunity for people to come together and, and you to feel a part of something bigger than yourself. And I think the connectivity of that is what I would consider my like spirituality of just like being with people and humanity and, and nature. And yeah, it's just dope. That's a good point. I was raised, we, we both grew up in Orange County um, and I was raised going to church um, for social purposes, mm-hmm. um, but then left. And I think for me, like when I left, it was like, I feel like I was lied to and this was all wrong. And now I'm going to be like militant atheist and like anyone that brings it up, I'm going to be like, you're wrong. Like, you, you know, <laughs> and you know, yeah, he's young and stupid and like hurt and all that. But I think, you know, as you, as I got older, it was, um, it was more of like, Hey, the, the more I learn, the less I know. And I realized I don't know enough. Um, and there's this author, Kurt Vonnegut, who, uh, he's passed away. He's amazing. Um, but he was a humanist and, and he is sort of held up by like atheists and agnostics as like, see, this is, this is the thinker, you know, Mm -hmm. this is one of our guys, but he had a really good point about, um, religion. I'm bringing it back around to your point, just in terms of community. Cause he said, you know, I get it. Like life is a terrifying thing and, we all need families and extended families and communities. And that's a really good thing that, you know, a church or a religion or being a surfer can provide if, if you're totally. in the right space, you know, cause there's a connectedness to other people and you don't have to feel so scared. It is, it, you nailed it. It's just an opportunity for people to come together. And, and then too, when you're having people come together and having a jam, right? Yeah. Like a music session it's, where great it's point. like an elevated yeah. vibration and, and surfing is that same way. People are just, together expressing themselves and, and getting it, you know? And sometimes you can feel that collective energy. Like we said, if you paddle out to any lineup, you can kind of feel where the temperature is at, you know? Totally, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if everyone's having a good time or a bad time pretty quick, but it, you know, yeah, it, it just, it makes you want to contribute and give back to this community that has given us a ton, like globally. Yeah. If you look at like, man, we have so many great friends around the world. Like we right. just feel so fortunate. And it's like, for sure, if we have the opportunity, my brothers and I, to, to support them, elevate them, assist them with anything that we can help with, right? we want to do that because we want to see them thriving. We want to see their community thriving because we know the benefit of a healthy community. Yeah, You know, like I love going to San Clemente and seeing all the kids from the, the Grom comp that we did for like 10 years. And it's like, man, it's just so cool. They're like thriving. It's like, it's a buzz, you know, yeah, you guys did something. You created a ripple, you know, yeah. like, it's a big deal. And so it's, it's fun to, to have conversations with people who are, uh, inspired by the same things. And right now I feel like in the last 10 years, um, there's been this great surf therapy kind of philosophies percolating yeah. to the top and, um, people using surfing as this like great access point, you yeah. know, you got, you know, recently we've been catching up with like the native, like water crew, yep. Mark and everyone. And it's just, yeah. they're reconnecting reconnection with, with the ocean, uh, the native peoples and the, in the land. It's just so beautiful. Um, city surf project, yeah, yeah. ways for change, you know, Juju surf club. We're doing some stuff with, with Mikey Tanner, which is down in San Diego with Unmar de Colores. Yeah. It's like when you are, having conversations with, with those people, it's just inspiring community leaders yeah. and they're inspired to make a difference. Yeah. And so that, that's like, that gets me buzzed up like nothing else. Like when I'm jamming on a call with someone like that or having a conversation, it's just like, man, the sky's the limit with potential. Right. And surfing is, is the access point. It's not the end goal. Right. It's just, it's just this way 
to bring us together. And I guess since it is in the ocean, it's just, uh, that's where it takes place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, it's really interesting you bring that up, right? Cause it, there's, there's a couple ways it could go. Like, cause surfing, you're dealing with waves. It's a finite resource. Yeah. Right? So we've, we've both been in lineups where it's not enough waves to go around. People are really eggy. Yeah. Oh um, man. People are selfish, but I think like, I'm going to try to connect these two points, but like, the, the stuff that you're doing in terms of community enhancement is really, to me, an extension of just giving a stranger a wave, you know, because you're a very high level surfer, um, but I've seen you do this, you know, and I'd imagine where it's like, as you pointed out, like, I don't need all the waves. And in point of fact, if I can stoke someone else out, and like make their day and like say, hey, take this one you actually surf better. I know I do on, on a very, very like smaller level, but it's the same thing where I'm like, I'm very fortunate to get to do what I do. I'm fortunate to spend a Monday lunch going surfing. Right. And if there's someone that isn't having a good time, it's like, Hey, take that wave. And then I find I surf better because it, I do that kind of stuff. And I look at the kind of work that you and your brother's doing with the programs as similar. Like you're fortunate to, you're fortunate to be professional surfers, but you're almost enhancing that, good fortune by giving back, you know, it is, it's such a complex situation too, because like you said, like, and, and especially with COVID we've had this introduction of surfers, right. Oh, sure. That's yeah. unprecedented. Yeah. So as a surfer too, like, you know, like I love surfing a lot sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like I love having that peak to myself and yeah. getting, getting the waves, but, but two, it's, uh, you know, learning to share and then also how to navigate, you know, etiquette and, and yeah. all sorts of, of conversations that, that, that take place. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's there for all of us. No one owns it. Mm. You know, it's not my decision to say who can surf or not. And course, I think yeah. it's just like, I, if I can see the transformative, um, potential that it gave to, to me and my family and mm -hmm. my friends, then I want to share that, you know, like, yeah. so that's kind of like how I see it. But I know there's people on the other side who are like, man, it's just so packed. Like I, so I sympathize with them, but I think it's a bigger picture that you have to look at. And in time, we'll see how it all shakes out. You right. Know? And I think, I think it's a good thing you bring up too, right? Because it's a little bit like, like we live in a society of polarization. There's not a lot of like people in the middle. They're over, over here, like red team, blue team or whatever, yeah. right? And it feels like surfing is not immune to that because on the one side, you can have like a hyper tribal, hyper localism approach. And not all of that is bad all the time. You yeah. know, um, however, it leads itself to kind of like homogeneity where it's like, hey, the, no one, owns, as you point out, like no one owns surfing. If your philosophy, your personal philosophy is this should only be for one kind of person that looks a certain way and it comes from a certain place. That's your philosophy. The other end of the spectrum is like, no, it could be for anyone who respects people and comes in. And to me, that's just a lot more fun and a lot sexier and a lot more interesting. Like get a bunch of different ingredients in the pot and see what comes out. Not just from a surfing perspective, but like, like a community perspective. It's like, let's get more people involved and not, not on the finite resources point, but you know what I mean? It's like, Hey, just meet, be open to meeting different people and sharing different ideas. Cause I think that's kind of a better way to go about yeah, life. And I way. think hopefully what comes out of it is a healthier community and a healthy sense of community. Yep. And, and, the individual would maybe be better as a result of the community that they're a part of, yeah. you know, cause we all struggle. We all have really tough days and we all go through really tough times and yep. experiences that take you to your limit. And I think 
from my point of view, what helps you is having that community safety net and, and people in a place that you can go tap into. So I think that's my philosophy, <laughs> but obviously that's, you know, again, Take everything with a grain of salt. This is just me because yeah, yeah, I love everyone's to gotta live, Everyone's going to walk their own path, of course. Yeah, yeah but, but it but is interesting. Yeah. I do. Uh, man, I'm just so inspired about surfing more than ever because there's so many great people. Like just these community leaders that are coming out of yeah. nowhere every day that you, they're just saying, hey, man, I want to make a difference. And I love surfing. So I want to use that in my community. Yeah. And sure. so like, and man, they're, they're awesome. And ISAs are really cool too. Like, yeah. And I know you guys have a relationship with those guys through the WSL with the Olympic yeah, kind sure, of selection, yeah. but it's, I got the chance to coach the Nor Norwegian surf team. No way. Um, <laughs> gosh, when was that? That was like 10 years ago Okay. <laughs> at the ISAs. They were having it in Oceanside yeah, yeah. and we had just been there. There was not many surfers and it was a youth program and they were like, man, we really want to do this. And so got to go there and see, and I was a, the head coach. <laughs> it was kind of, reminded <laughs> of course, you, like, yeah. um, <laughs> like a, funny disney movie like i was yeah, like yeah, this yeah. character you look like a viking so that yeah works, it was right? just yeah. like this hilarious it was just such a great experience and they were so sincerely inspired about surfing yeah. and they wanted to learn and from a really foundational level and right. and now to see their progress where they are now their understanding has grown their culture has grown but what i'm getting to is going to the isas and seeing it through their lens yeah seeing all the communities and cultures coming from around the world yeah. who like we're just feeling it for maybe the first time, or maybe it's pretty young in their culture to yeah. compete basically yeah. and yeah, come course, together. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that was like, that got me so hyped. Like, and it wasn't the result, but it was like, and that's what I do love about competition. It's like, it provides a platform right. for people to come together. Like when else are you going to have people from Jamaica, you yeah. know, wherever in the Middle East, it's the why. Africa, like, why are we here? Like, yeah, why? like yeah, it's exactly, in, yeah. which I love. And I, to me, I, I see such benefit in that. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, there's a lot of variables in play, but I think I see the benefit to so many different parts of surf surfing and surf culture sure. existing. Well, you know? actually, I think there's a parallel there. Like there's, a, we're, we're forming a very cohesive philosophy of our own here. Like, I think there's a version of this, right. That is uh, often on the podcast. I'm like, I'll talk to CT surfers and I'm like, okay, like how diverse is your quiver? Like, do you ride twin fins or epoxies or quads or longboards, or are you just on your Ferraris all the time? It's usually one or the other, <laughs> right? It's mostly the latter, right? Yeah. But then you do meet surfers, and obviously you're a surfer who does this as well, where, you know, riding the twin fin or riding the log or riding the quad, you learn things about yourself and the board and, and the wave that you then apply to your shortboard. Totally. Right. And there's a parallel to the surfing experience as well, where it's like, you could have easily just gone, put the stickers on my board, I wear the contest jersey, I get the magazine cover, and I only operate in that circle of people that do that. But instead, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go coach the Norwegian surf team. Or like, <laughs> I'm going to go here, we're going to do, you know, the Positive Vibes Warrior Foundation. We're going to do these things that is, they're introducing different elements that's forming a broader perspective. Yeah. Not just on surfing, but on life, you know, and that's a really cool thing in a way. And I think um, you have to remain humble to to learn. Right. And, yeah. and at a certain point, when you get to a top level in anything, sometimes it's difficult to go back and confront 
yourself as mm-hmm. a kook or a beginner. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so I enjoy and have been further leaning into that opportunity through the years because you know, whether I grab a board that I know is going to be difficult or maybe it's the wrong board for the conditions or maybe it's just something I've never even seen before. But right. I just have this curiosity. Like, I want to know what it rides like. I, w- I want to personally have that information. Yeah, yeah. But also in knowing that surfing is a public experience. Sorry. And so... <laughs> People, you know, seem you've to come down. You've been very good for a very long time, too. So let's, well, yeah. like, for some of us, you're like, hey, this is the way it goes. But <laughs> it's, that term. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but it's so funny because, like, you know, sometimes you walk down and you just have this horrific, you know, surfing sure. performance in front of people. And, and, and their response is, it, it can be just funny, but it's being okay with that process of learning. And that's where the growth seems to really be satisfying to me. Like I, yeah, I, I love it. And then, like you said, you approach it to your thruster riding. Mm. Like the way I'm riding a shortboard now is totally different than I was prior to, you know, tapping, tapping in on different designs. Right. And what would be like a key difference? Just for um, listening, well, I pulled the pad off. Oh man, <laughs> for sure. I mean, <laughs> it sounds kind of like just a small little thing, but I just really needed to like feel the board. <laughs> like yeah, I, sure, I like, get it. Yeah. And, I couldn't feel it. Like it yeah. got to a point where I needed to just get that, you know, information passing through. Were there parts of your surfing that went away because there's... The of course. I mean, I never really had much of an air game, but okay. I mean, Mason does amazing airs without a pad, so it's possible, but... Oh, sh- that always, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because same with like Dean Morrison, where yeah, I'm like... Yeah, he ripped It doesn't seem like a requirement to have one, like to do like, but this kind I, of stuff. It does. I think it is... Uh, beneficial yeah, sure. for, for performance um, progression. Yeah, but course, uh, yeah. man, I love it. I just love it now because I don't need to worry about it. But um, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, But even getting into business and stuff too, like, mm. hey, here we go. Like, we're going to just embark and my brothers and I doing the softboard thing now. Yeah. And really just leaning into the whole thing, learning from people, having conversations and um that process is incredibly satisfying, you know, and, and hopefully wanting to grow. Like, I think that that's, what's so interesting. Like when you look at, you asked me that question, like when I was in nationals and able to win, like I wanted it, you know, and I, especially too, when I was in the QS, like I gave it my, my all, like it was like freaking full on like passion for it. And I think that passion never really went away or goes away. And it's just applied in different uh, avenues, which is, is really cool. You know? And I think, if you take from surfing, sometimes you fall and you just have to keep going. You got to paddle back out. You know, you got to put in the hard work. And, yeah. and so with anything in life, you got to dig into it. You know, it's not going to happen naturally the first time. If it does, maybe it's a fluke, but, yeah. or maybe you're really good at it. But I think at a certain point through all our years of surfing and surf contests and life on the road and all these things, it's taught us you just have to keep going and put in the hard work. And I think it'll come together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that makes well, sense. You will find a deeper understanding. Yeah. Or maybe you're calling, or maybe you just feel inspired about checking out a bunch of just random things. And, <laughs> and nothing's maybe, wrong maybe with Maybe there is no end or destination. You know, yeah, like that's maybe true. we're just, just yeah. doing you're just on your on your on the road, you know, which is cool. Yeah, we're having so much fun. Yeah. Tanner's his artwork is just amazing and yeah. he's able to apply his you know, all of those skills into kind of creating the merchandising for it. Yeah. It's just so fun seeing him tap in and Patrick's super really sharp minded and, and he's really able to kind of steer the business side of things. Mm. And I'm, 
I love people. Like I love calling <laughs> people. I love talking to people. So, you know, I kind of lend that hand, you know, hand to hand connection with people, whether it's junior guard programs, yeah. reaching out for boards or, you know, NGOs. Like I just love working on the ground level and communicating with people and nothing makes me happier than seeing, you know, a family with their kid and going out and pushing their kid on a first wave on one of our boards. Like, I just yeah. think it's a hoot, That's you know, awesome. it's just like, wow, that blows your mind. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's, I'm glad we're talking about all this and I'm glad we're rounding on to this kind of point too, because while it has only been a few years since we last recorded, like your career as a professional surfer has evolved, you know, into this space and you're still surfing at such a high level. Um, you recently got married. You recently relocated to, and we can bleep this out if you want, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, up into the uh, Ventura County area. Um, so we're basically neighbors now, which is nice. Um, but things change, you know, yeah. um, as you get older and, and your value as, as I guess, sort of an ambassador changes too. But you also seem like you, you work with brands that are hugely supportive and also are able to leverage who you are in terms of you're not trying to put you in a box, yeah. you know, like whether it's Vans, like Vans has a, a radically diverse team and um, with just all these different people that, that ride different boards and surf a different way. And it seems like this really radical kind of like blending of different perspectives. Channel Islands is up the road, um, you know, rain. You talk to us about, I, I guess, kind of your week to week working with these brands and what projects you're currently focused on. Yeah. You know, to begin, I, we just feel incredibly grateful to have partnered with Vans and their, their whole team and family for, like you said, supporting like a pretty diverse portfolio of, of a career and really supporting it and uh, just going for it and to Channel Islands too, you know, um, but yeah, being up in this area now it's, it's been fantastic for my relationship with channel islands. Mm. You know, um, my brothers and I were, we are part owners of channel islands at this point. They did that buyback. Yeah. Um, ex explain that uh, as best you can. Yeah. Listeners, well, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, the crew at Burton was ready, um, for the next step. So the opportunity came up for kind of the employees and, and riders to take back and, and purchase channel island surfboards. Yeah. And it's so crazy because you look at Channel Islands and you you think automatically it's just global powerhouse right. and it's this massive corporation or something. Like yeah. you think it's massive. And really what it is, is, is a bunch of people, well, not that many people, but it, it's a small operation who right. just passionately cares right. about it's making- It's smaller than you think. You're like, yeah. this is it. Like yeah. they okay. just yeah. really care about making great high performance surfboards. Yeah. And- they have such a really cool, well-rounded program now. They brought in Devin Howard, yeah. who's really kind of um, curated the cool mid-length experience for people. Um, he's like the Simon Anderson of the mid-length. I know. It's I called him down the podcast and he's like, please delete that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's bringing his passions. And at the same time, you have, you know, we just brought over Brent Powers from Australia. He's the yep. new team manager and he's going to the CT events yep. and he's bringing that highest level of performance and, and detail to the team, which sure. I think is absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, when I have conversations with Brent and he's telling me about going to these events and making sure everyone's got the right board for the right occasion. Right. 
you know how valuable that information is in that perspective. And we're just coming out with the CI Pro. There's mm -hmm. a new movie yeah, that just yeah. launched. Uh, I don't know it, when it'll be online. Right, yeah. Hopefully soon. You but, guys had a premiere like a couple like a couple days ago. Right? Yeah, and that's yeah. an incredibly high performance board. Jack Robinson just won the stab in the dark on that yep. thing through a blind test, which is like a great sign. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so there's a lot of. Um, optimism and we're just super pumped and my brothers and i are actually working on a collaborative model called the g-skate it's coming out um that'll be out for the fall summer or i mean spring summer spring summer okay 23 can you give us some details are you, are you oh it's just ready to go fast <laughs> and turn hard and fast. blast big <laughs> so no it's you know it's funny because um now the boys being off tour and having opportunities to to explore different board options, yeah. but still wanting to surf razor sharp, right? Yeah, like course, no yeah. one wants to sacrifice that, that level of just, ugh. like, mm, you know, I yeah, want to yeah. like rip into this thing. Yep. And so it's been really fun and a challenge to collaborate together because right. I'm off in space. The boys are over here. For sure. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and we all surf totally different, but, and working with Brit, and the yeah. whole team to really come up with solutions to find something that can work for all three of our styles and approaches. Yeah. And so our, my mindset was like, if this can work for the three of us, it should be able to work for a diverse crew of people looking to access the same thing. That makes sense. That means different weight distributions. That means front foot, back foot, yep. narrow stance, wide stance, airs, power based. So hopefully, yeah. I, I mean, we feel really proud of what's coming. Yeah. And so... We've been working really hard on it, and I think by the time it drops, I think people are gonna people are gonna be really really pumped. So, so here's a question. Um, I'm curious, and I think our listeners will be curious too. So, obviously, um, design reached a, a, a peak when they came out with the Merrick Twin Fin Altered back in 2011. <laughs> but if you can't have that board, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you riding that thing. That's 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 it's uh, underappreciated. No, but my point was. They have so many models, right? Yes. And and over the course of their history, and they've explored so many different spaces, whether it's twin fins or quads. So when you when you go through the exercise of we're going to create something new, how much are you pulling from a lot of these other models versus whiteboard? We're doing something completely different. Well, this process was was really interesting. It actually started from an outline of an old skateboard that I found in this book of boards from maybe the seventies. Oh, wow. And so I was like, man, this outline looks insane. Look at the wide point. Look yeah. at the, the way the nose is. I was like, man, there's something here. So I actually, <laughs> I'm like, Brit, I got an idea. There's something, <laughs> yeah. something cooking. Yeah. And uh, so I, I took it to Kinko's and blew it up to scale. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> literally, I cut it out like this. Like, and hey. so, yeah, we literally started from, from scratch. Yeah, right. And it has taken months of different iterations and tweaks. And yep. like you said, I mean, the, the archive of CI boards is, is phenomenal yeah. through Al's um, shapes and, and Brit shapes. And, and so we had all those resources to pull from. So you, as things start taking shape, you, you have certain feelings and, and memories in right. your mind of like a board that gave you a certain kind of feeling or ability to do something. Right. So you do dive in and you access those tools. So what started is kind of like this skate board. Yeah has morphed into, it's still the same kind of ethos and shape kind of quality, right. but we have pulled from different boards in the archive, you know, um, that are 
you know, once you have positive connotations, of, I can't give away too much. No, I don't, no, want, no, I don't no, want to no, pop it too hard, yeah, but, sorry. It, but it, it might be one of your favorite boards iterations, but just modified and tweaked with a different concepts. I mean, just thinking optically what you might encounter when you see it. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. Something Let's, to look forward to. Well, and I think that's part of the, I mean, not like, like San Clemente is like, is as much a part of you as you are of it, obviously. Yeah. But one of the exciting things of, of going somewhere different, even if it's just a couple hours up the road, is those kind of opportunities where it's like, hey, if you wanted to, you could you could punch the clock at the Channel Islands factory, yeah. you know? And that's cool in terms of projects. It's really cool. Well, it's a sense of pride and ownership, I guess. And mm. and just feeling like what you put in is what you'll get out. Yeah. And I feel like you know, growing up in San Clemente, we have some great board builders course, in San yeah. Clemente. It's got a history of board building. It's got a history of progressive, uh, not only approaches on waves, mm. but looking at sports equipment or I mean, surf equipment yeah. and just, you know, Astrodeck, like coming up with grip and, yeah, course, you yeah. know, everything was, was pushing the, the boundaries. Um, so to be, have that in our DNA, I think is, is value. And, and when you merge Channel Islands heritage, and especially in this region, it's a you know more classical approach with point breaks and yeah. and I think it's it's great that there's a sense of collaboration and you know I was thinking about collaboration, especially with our project working with my brothers. It's it's like the end goal is not to have my idea be the winner, or the end goal is not to have someone else's idea to be the winner. It's to challenge both ideas and yeah, come yeah. up with something that's possibly better. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, that's ultimately what has transpired. Yeah. Different and, perspectives, different energy. Yeah. For sure. Well, challenging them to come up with the, what is the right answer? You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be mine. Yeah. I'm okay with, right. with maybe it's just not the right approach or this, but we both have a common goal to get to the highest space. So yeah, that's, what's cooking at CI. So those guys are, they're great. Yeah. Brits on fire. I love it. Yeah. We're going to take one more break and then we're going to close out the pod. We'll be right back. Manduka was founded in 1997 with the simple idea that a better yoga mat could make a world of difference. For generations, Manduka has revolutionized the yoga space by providing purposely crafted products that enable a more joyful practice, whatever that looks like for you. The collaboration between Manduka and Jerry Lopez honors Jerry's profound dedication to both surfing and yoga disciplines. The limited edition collection showcases Jerry's signature camouflage print inspired by his surfboards. It fuses his iconic surf style with Manduka's commitment to quality and sustainability, offering everyone a unique expression of their practice. We all know that having the right gear is essential and a yoga mat is no different. Feel the benefits of yoga with Manduka's soulfully engineered, eco-friendly products designed to inspire your practice wherever you go. The Manduka and Jerry Lopez collection want to inspire you to practice yoga however you choose to. And from now until June 10th, you will get 15% off of all products when you visit manduka.com with the code THELINEUP15. That's manduka.com, code THELINEUP1515. So you, you've made you've made the 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 long journey north. 
mm-hmm. couple hours. When I was a kid growing up, I used to think like Santa Barbara is Northern California <laughs> perspective. And I'm like, no, we're still like the Southern yeah. California. It's fun. But it, it's a different zone. You married again. Congratulations. Travel wise now, you're, you've entered into a different phase of your life. How do you go about, you know, figuring out where you go and why as a professional surfer? Uh, I feel inspired as ever. Like we just got back from a really cool trip in the Shumigan Islands out in the Aleutians on a boat trip with the Milo. Yeah, right. And I actually went with my wife surfing. She loves going on crazy cold missions too. So it's kind of a fun thing to share, a really interesting experience, you know, to have that, you know, something I love and she loves it deeply. Mm. So to share, it's great. But more of story is I didn't, you know, know what we were going to get into out there, but I love that feeling of going to a new place and still having that sense of adventure and not knowing what's around the corner. And we ended up finding like this epic left that they'd never surfed or they'd never ridden. And it was actually during that huge historical storm Oh my! in, in the Aleutians. Did you see that? Yeah, up yeah, there? yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, we were completely out of service <laughs> at the oh, time. No. And so it was funny because we were checking the charts right before and I was like, yeah, check out this, like, hopefully we'll get some waves off this thing, you know? I I had no frame of reference. Right, yeah, yeah. If that was a big storm sure. or a small storm. Yeah, yeah. So turns out <laughs> we're making the crossing and it was upon us, you know, the rain was nuking. It's, the waves are just huge and we're making this crossing to the islands through the island chain. And, um, that was a rush in itself, but right. I guess moral story is it just, I love those situations. We got this great wave, had this amazing surfing experience and that was really satisfying. Yeah. It was only one day surf and it wasn't that like score, score, score. Right. It was kind of like you had to, to work for it and there was nuance to it and an adventure and so that was fun. But two, I, I feel inspired about surfing with friends. Like I went on a really fun trip with my friend Keppa, who actually yeah. we forged a really strong relationship on the QS. And, yeah. you know, we we're camping out at the spot, tents and hanging out, talking story and waiting for this wave to turn on. And we were there for a while and it just never really turned on. Right. And, or it did. The swell came, a couple big swells and, and they were just the wrong angle. And it was right. too dangerous because it was right into the rocks. And, right, yeah. And so we had to make that decision to, to not surf it, but it was, sometimes that's just the way it goes. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like that's kind of, we, la- I haven't laughed that hard <laughs> in a long time. So like when I look at the trip in terms of success or this, like, man, it felt good. Yeah. But I love getting in good waves. I, I feel like I really am inspired to get in better waves too. Like I feel like finding that balance of those out there trips that, that, get you into that adventure mode and maybe it's nothing's for, you know, for certain, you know, you never take a good wave for granted because it could change in the tide. Right. But I really want to serve at this point, some good waves too, just to get the body. I feel really refined right now on my approach. I want to take all that stuff I've learned and distill it into one singular experience, you know, and just go, man, like what would this thing look like at macaronis? I haven't been there in a long time. We were just talking about the Mets and and it's like, or, or G land. And and there's something so beautiful in the, like what I'm so inspired about is finding waves that you can turn and then ride the barrel, Mm. you know? So it's not like, you know, barrel riding singular is a singular thing. It's freaking 
the holy grail. It's so intense and just like, ah, like you're flying through the the big honey jar. Yeah. Like Chopu or something like that. Sure, yeah. Um, slabs are really intense too. Those yeah. give you that big shot of adrenaline. It's, yeah. it's thrilling, but you're holding on for dear life. Yeah. And maybe if you got good enough at it, you could find that nuance. But to me, there's nothing more satisfying and exciting than like Cloud Break or something or, or G-Land where you hold the line, wait on, wait off, toe edge, heel edge, well, stall, mm. boom. And then it's just the efficiency of how you carry speed and where you place your turns and how not to get caught up and yeah. how deep you can ride the tube and and what board you're choosing, what lines are accessible because of your board choice too. Like right. if you're on a single fin, twin fin, you're going to change it. So to me, I looking at the future, that's kind of what's on my mind. Like I can't stop thinking about really good waves, you know. Going back to the the Kepa trip when mm-hmm. you guys made the decision not to surf, you know, were both of you in pretty lockstep? Was there like, was there that, Sometimes that happens where you turn up, like it happens with all surfers, where you turn up, it's a little big, it's a little whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like no one wants to be the person who's like, I'm not going out. Like there's yeah. a little bit, there's always a little bit of machismo that goes on sometimes <laughs> with surfers. And I'm or, or maybe not anymore. Maybe we've all sort of matured to an age where it's like, hey, no, yeah. that's, it's not happening. I think, you know, what it comes down to is maybe age, well, age and perspective Experience. and just, and yeah. just, just going, man, I, I'm so happy to come home and see my family sure. and, and have those experiences. But at the same time, too, you got to know when to go. Mm. Um, this this one was pretty black and white, but I think a lot of it was because we were so far out of cell reception, so far um, out of touch with anybody. No no one was going to come rescue yeah. us if anything went down. Yeah. And, and when you're surfing basically on shallow slabs that – you know the chance for impact is is paramount, and you just got to make a decision that's responsible. Yeah. Even on um, real optimal days, right? even on oh, great yeah. days. Yeah. Um, so, but that's the thrill. That's that edge. That's that line that we all walk, and and different forces motivate you on different times of your life. And I still, yeah, I feel like it pumped up to get it but at the same time too i feel so good that i'm making more responsible decisions but <laughs> now it's like that. there's a lot of you know with big wave risk assessment group yeah, yeah and that whole crew they've they've helped usher in this new uh mindset of ocean safety right. that you are as a surfer the first responder on the scene and you're responsible yeah. for who you come out with you're responsible for just being when if you're in the water you're responsible for looking after others too yeah. you know it goes both ways and i think those guys and and everything that they're teaching us, the new generation, and then even further, it's changed the landscape of it. Yeah. You know, we've all been in the water where some situations happen where someone goes under or becomes unconscious and, and a rescue has to take place. And right. if you don't have access to those tools or that mantra of thinking of, okay, let's get this person back, right. you know, like yeah. that's a challenging spot to be in. So I think, yeah, I feel grateful that those guys are leading the charge. Brian Kailana, Greg Wong, Ryan yeah. Hargraves, Cole Christensen. Like those guys are, are legends, you yeah. know, in my book, because, you know, they teach that just my state of mind, how to approach the ocean. And so, yeah, that day, a couple of days, we were looking at it. We were yeah. like, hmm, God, it's tempting because it sure looks perfect. But right. then all of a sudden that rock pops up and, yeah. and you start thinking about other things, at least for me at this point. 
it the the closest it's interesting here you talk about it that way because the closest parallel i can think of is like the climbing community you know and you you talk to climbers or you watch you know the alpinist or 14 peaks or um you know, valley uprising free solo whatever it is you know there's such a high level of risk assessment associated with these people doing these climbs um and I think that's a big comp for, you mentioned big wave surfing, but even just surfing like very serious waves it doesn't have to be like a hundred foot wave. Like sometimes that's not as dangerous as some of like the very critical slabs that people surf. Um, you know, I watched the Kirby Brown movie. Um, oh, I want to see that. A, it feels it's like incredible. A, it's unbelievable. It feels like a different thing because it, yeah. it is right. But just that idea of, Hey, we can do everything we can to prepare but on the, the day calls the day, essentially. Totally. Like, you know, and, and you have to be, I think that is a sign of maturity to say, hey, we're, it's not that we're scared, but like we're walking away. <laughs> today's not the day, you know, like. And yeah. everyone, it's such a personal experience. Yeah. Like you said, like I, of, of uh, Brown's movie, I haven't seen it, but I think it's a lot of it deals with his like overcoming. Demons, yeah. Demons. And, yeah. and so, and you even can look back you know, I can look back at my career and I'm sure others can, or even your own life experiences, what pushes you at a certain point in your trajectory to, to, to take that extra quantum leap mm -hmm. and, and push beyond yourself. And a lot of it does have to deal with kind of personal adversity mm -hmm. or those states of mind that may be a little altered. Right. Um, so, but it's just, you know, and maybe some world titles for one, you know, I think, or hyper aggression in, in competition. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, and I think I think it can it can manifest in these fantastic situations, but I don't think you permanently want to stay in that state no. of mind. Yeah. So I think it is that that growth that's beautiful and and healthy. Yeah, and <laughs> so. I'm 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 really glad you touched on this because I was thinking of it as well when you're you bringing up that story from before because I do think about this a lot, whether it's uh, you know in singlet competition surfing or just pushing the limits of surfing which you know every time you paddle out it's a competition in a way but you could look throughout the course of history and some of the greatest achievements and the the have been fueled you know by hate or hurt or pain or negativity and i don't think that's unique to surfing like i think those are short-term drivers across you know the spectrum of sport but as you pointed out it's like you don't want to exist there too long yeah you know because it's it's a it's a sh I'm not saying it's not unearned, but it's, it's, I think those motivations, those motivating emotions are kind of short term, um, in terms of achieving the things you want, but it's also like short term enjoyment after, right? Because at some point you're like, I'm now just left with this and I don't know how to process it. And it's, I mean, you and I both know people who haven't been able to. Yeah. Right? Well, and life so, is, is complicated. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's super, it is. Yeah. It's so <laughs> complex. And this wasn't in the brochure. Yeah. So it's, but how lucky are we that we have surfing that express ourselves? And that's what it comes down to expression and, and personal expression and having that opportunity to be at a, the right spot, the right time to, to do something special, you know, and when lightning strikes, it's freaking dope. <laughs> like if you, you, when you're experiencing that moment where you're, you're literally going, I'm outside of myself right now. I'm beyond the scale of thing I thought I could do or what I ever dreamed I was going to do. And you're experiencing it whether, you know, I'm sure for people who win heats or titles and this and this yeah. or waves you ride, whether it's a big wave accomplishment or maybe it's just 
treat, giving someone a wave, like you said, like, yeah, and like, it's that simple sometimes. Yeah. Like to, for you to look in where to see that transformation take place. It's dope. It's yeah. just such a, but it, you got to wake up tomorrow and <laughs> the journey just keeps going until, <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't, but <laughs> I do feel like, yeah, having that motivation to just keep going forward and surfing is that way. There's always another swell in the forecast. There's always something to look forward to. So it is, it is a cool thing that you can kind of just keep playing with. You know? I think that's such a good point too. Like I do think that like surfing offers you almost an unparalleled opportunity at redemption as well. Like you totally. be having like a horrible session. I always think of this too, because I have a lot of horrible sessions to start out. And I go, you know what? I could clean slate. Like the next wave could change the whole thing. And it does every single time, you know, because you're like, oh, just, yeah, it took me 20 minutes, but I got 30 minutes or an hour or whatever. I got one. And now it was a good surf because every surf's a good surf when you get out. You're like, I did something. You have to always think your best days are ahead of you, you know? They are. And and like, so your best wave could be ahead of you. You know, it doesn't, I think it's not as, yeah, like uh, you can't, performance is is a, a way of measuring things right, right or like yeah. a scale of this and that but i think progress can happen internally and in just your state of mind and um health and motivation inspiration so yeah you can be the world champ i think who said that it was um i can't remember where i heard it but if you can be the world champ of every day you know you can <laughs> you just yeah if you go out there and do your best and give it your all and overcome what you are facing you know you won yeah and if you can wake up tomorrow and have that same motivation and some days are harder than others but you're the winner yeah so just keep going <laughs> i love it that, that, i think that's a great way to to finish this segment of the podcast we did reach out to the instagram community at, at the lineup pod we got a bunch of questions in oh yeah um, i don't think we did that actually the first no. time around so this is brand this new is, that's why we got these so many questions from people? yeah yeah these are real people or at least real bots with names on nice. instagram um the first question is from at meeg underscore christine who asks do you celebrate any lithuanian traditions my fiance who is a surfer is lithuanian and we love you so that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's so a question pure. and a comment um <laughs> Well, shout out. Hello. <laughs> um, well, yeah, my dad's mom and dad came from Lithuania in World War II. And um, so growing up, we would always go over to the house and um, we've been to so many Lithuanian conventions and and uh, experiences, you know, and eating the food and hanging out with all the people. There was like this big Lithuanian community in Los Angeles. So that was a big part of growing up. And actually recently... It's been really cool. Uh, there's a guy named Girmantes, and he's in charge of the Lithuanian team for the ISAs and, oh, cool. and the Olympic Committee and stuff. And um, yeah, they've we've been hanging out. We just surfed with them in Oceanside, and oh, they right. gave us some of the gear. Oh, and awesome. It's like it looks. I think it's the exact same uniform that the Olympians were wearing. Okay. So, I mean, big love. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, and really, side note, Lithuanian. Grateful Dead, my passion for Grateful Dead stemmed from their relationship with Lithuania <laughs> right. in the basketball team in 94, 92. Very cool. So when I heard that, my grandma told me, I was like, what? That's insane. And then I started listening. I'm like, these guys are back in the Lithuanian basketball team. I'm like, I got to. And I've been a loyal fan. That was like eighth grade. I was like, man, these Sold. guys are my boys. Yeah. 
So yeah, I love side it. note. Um, at Logan underscore Bradley underscore Surf says it is expensive to live in San Clemente. <laughs> Um, I think the question is, how do you pull that off being a professional surfer? But as we've talked about, you don't live in San Clemente anymore. Yeah. But this might be a good opportunity to say, I mean, I think the question is about finances, but maybe the move wasn't financial. But yeah. yeah. Um, no, you know, it's a great question. I think there's a lot of mystery around how do you make it as a pro surfer. And, and really, you know, I'm we've all had a million conversations with people after high school, like, Hey, what are you doing now? Right. <laughs> are you still trying to do that surf thing? And meanwhile, you're making money yeah. and, and, and in a way that is letting you not only live this life, but setting you up for future investment properties or sure. whatever. And so I, you know, it's not like any of us are just filthy rich, but it was just this amazing opportunity to make money doing something that you love. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, moral of the story is you can make a career out yeah, of it. You can't, thankful, you can't be a professional surfer and live in places yeah. in San Clemente. Well, thankful that we have great sponsors who really support us through the long haul, or you got to go the competition route and make the prize money, which is not easy either. Not easy either. And not it's not easy. It's not easy. And, and people think maybe that, um, maybe it, from the outside perspective, it can look easy at times, but it takes so much hard work. And if you think about how small the amount of people that are able to tap in on it is, it's, it's, yeah, we just feel really grateful. Third question is from at Andrew situations who asks, tell us the difference between the boards you get from the shaper and the ones you get off the rack at the surf shop. Mm. Uh, I think they're pretty similar. I mean, obviously, mine are different um, sizes, right? But the same guy who's shaping my boards is shaping your boards, yeah, yeah. and you can actually see it on on the stringer um, for Channel Islands. They have the shapers' initials. Yep. So it's a real human. Have you ever pulled a board? <laughs> have you ever pulled a board off the rack at a shop? Of course, yeah. Actually, I have a really great um, triplane hull which is kind of like an egg shape that Devin was working on. And I took it to Alaska and got some great waves on it. That was my only point yeah. of rat, and it worked really Perfect. well. <laughs> so. Well, thank you to everyone that wrote in questions at the lineup pod. Um, we did do this last time. We've had the same questions forever. We're going to ask them again. It's now time for the lightning round. Hmm. 10 questions, and I have your answers here for last time, so I can heat check you. <laughs> uh, answer as quickly as you can. If you could only have one board set up for the rest of your life, single fin, twin fin, thruster, quad bonzer, or finless, which would you choose? Single fin. Same answer. Did I? Yeah, I, yeah. I repeated that? Yeah, yeah. It's not a lot's changed in three years. It's good. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Burrito or pizza? <laughs> Burrito. Okay. Three for three. Uh, last book you read? Um, last book I read, I'm reading one by Ram Das. That's the only dance there is. Yep. I think. Yep. Yep. Okay, good. If that was the same answer from three years ago, it'd <laughs> be a conversation. Yeah, that, would, that <laughs> might, that might be tough. Uh, best surf film ever. Morning of the earth. Oh, that's different. What did I say last time? End of the summer. What? Same ballpark. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, one wave you never have to go back to. One wave I never have to or never get to? 
Either. I mean, I imagine you can go anywhere you want, man. You're Dan Gadowska. <laughs> so what? So what's a wave you would not choose to go back to? Um. Well, I guess Russia at this point. <laughs> you want, that's a Fair. that's a no go. Yeah, we're not going back. Yeah, at least for now. Uh, maybe yeah. for the foreseeable future. Okay, good. Uh, was not your answer last time. Uh, <laughs> what did I say last time? Uh, you said I don't hate waves too much, which is oh, a right, common well, answer. To I that guess question. it. Yeah. Well. But yeah, things have changed in three years in Russia, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, if you only get to surf one wave for the rest of your life. Um, one wave for the rest of my life. Oh, what's a crowd? Is yeah, it empty? Dreamcast it, whatever you want. Dreamcast it? Wow. Well, cloud break. Same, gotta be the same. It's the same. <laughs> okay. Uh, best person to share the lineup with? Um, my brothers. Okay. You said dolphins last time. Oh. Worst person to share the lineup with? Mm, probably a sea lion that just barks at you. <laughs> okay. That's heavy. Have you ever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we, will, we talked about it. That's we the heaviest local. Sea uh, the most relentless barking you could get. Yeah, yeah. And big, big. Big boys. Big, yeah. Yep. Uh, last one. Finish this sentence. I will next achieve a state of happiness by... Um, Hanging out, walking around, making dinner, and going to bed. <laughs> Perfect. Dan Gadowskis, uh, I'm so honored to have you back on the podcast. Three years is too long. I'd love to have you back uh, sooner. And now that we're neighbors, we could probably do that. But thank you so much for coming back on the lineup. Uh, pleasure talking to you and uh, always a pleasure watching you surf. Thanks. And good luck to everyone competing this year. I'm excited to see how it all unfolds. And yeah, stay in the water. And I'll see you out there. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, man. So that's it. That's the lineups conversation with California's Dane Gadowskis. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this episode is produced by Miguel Clemente with art direction by Jason Penning and copywriting by Dan Willen. Thanks to them and thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate their support. The lineup acknowledges that it's recorded and produced on the ancestor lands of the Chumash and the Kumaye native people. I hope you safely get some waves wherever you are, and we'll see you next Tuesday. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. 